Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. Jeremiah chapter 18, beginning in verse 1. The word says this. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah, and he said, Go down to the potter's shop, and I will speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the potter working at his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. And then the Lord gave me this message, O Israel, can I not do to you as this potter has done to his clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. Can I tell you this morning that Jesus loves you? Matter of fact, why don't you look over at your neighbor this morning and tell them, Jesus loves you. Brad, Jesus loves you, right? Well, here comes my ridiculous statement, and that is this, that my life is just perfect. My life is just perfect. Everything in or about my life always turns out exactly as I had imagined that it would. There's never any disappointments. There are never any heartaches. There's never a time when I feel like I've made a mess of things. And you know I'm kidding. Not only am I kidding, I'm speaking in extreme exaggeration. And that's not to say that life is all bad, but it certainly is to confess that there are plenty of times when things don't turn out like I had expected. You see, life's not perfect. As we read here from the prophet Jeremiah, he was sent by the Lord down to the potter's house to observe, to see what was going on. And Jeremiah reports to us that as the potter was there working at the wheel, he had a product in mind. He had a finished piece in mind, but as he worked with that clay and as he began to try to mold and to shape and to fashion something of that clay, the word says that it became marred in his hand. It wasn't shaping up the way that he was expecting for it to. And he had to start over again. Now here's the thing. Sometimes, I said, I told you earlier, I was speaking in extreme exaggeration. It's not that my life is perfect. And what is one of the most disheartening things about life sometimes is that I am the biggest problem. Me personally. I am the blame. It's not always that situations and circumstances are the things that cause the greatest disappointments in my life. Sometimes it's me. 
No, 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 I may not have gotten the promotion at work. You may not have gotten that raise that you were expecting. Maybe things didn't turn out with an opportunity the way that you had hoped they would. But these things are simply material things. The greater disappointment in life often comes in realizing what has happened to me in the mix of it all. What I have allowed to come into my life that has marred me, that has broken me, that has messed me up. Oftentimes when things don't turn out as I expected, I find that I have become jaded. I have become bitter. I'm wounded. I allow myself to become discouraged. I can wallow in disappointment. I can become envious or angry. I lose my temper. I say things that I wish I hadn't said, and I react in ways that I wish I hadn't. Does anybody feel me? And what happens at the end of this is I feel broken and I feel foolish and I feel like a failure. I wonder how I could have let my emotions get the best of me again. I wonder why I hadn't learned my lesson from the last time that I had encountered the same problem. And why am I here at this crossroad of disappointment again? And I have to ask myself, what happened to my faith in which I was standing? And I'm left to cry, Lord... How can you ever see any redeemable qualities in me? I am weak. I am flawed. I have failed. I have fallen. I am broken. Life can be fragile. Oh, it doesn't matter how we paint it up, how we dress it up what kind of exterior that we have on the outside of us, a lot of times we know that what's on the inside of us is very tender, very fragile. The New King James rendering of this same verse here that we read earlier says this, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. You see, God has got you in his hand. God has got you in his hand like a piece of pottery. Something that's being fashioned out of clay. And he's painting and he's fashioning and he's molding and he's shaping. But even sometimes with you in the potter's hand, things can happen. Everybody say, he's still working on me. God's got his hands on your life, but sometimes, even in that, you're going to go through some stuff. And when real life leans on our plans, how many after years, decades of marriage, you've come to find out you aren't as great of a spouse as you had planned to be? How many of you after years of raising children have discovered that you're not as great of a parent as you had planned to be? Everything that your parents did wrong that you thought you know so well what they should have done, you figured out that you didn't do it so hot yourself. You see, sometimes all of our plans don't turn out the way that we 
thought they were going to. And more importantly, sometimes when life leans on us, we're not as strong and we're not as perfect as we thought we were going to be either. And we become marred. When real life leans in on our plans and the variables of uncertainty are factored in, it doesn't take long before we realize that the neat and tidy plans upon which we had relied have become marred. And with those plans, so have our lives. We're marred, we're messed up, we're scarred, we're broken. We learn that we're no ways as near, near as perfect as we thought we were. We learn that there's still a great degree of carnality in us and that human nature comes shining through and we just feel like Adam. When he partook of the fruit, we feel like we need to go and cover our nakedness and cover our shame and our disappointment. If we're not careful to keep perspective of our lives and keep that perspective in the right place, Life has its way of beating you up and pounding you into submission and making you cry for mercy. You see, life is a lot like this plate I'm holding. It's nice and it's neat and it's round and it's symmetrical and it's painted up very beautifully. And it's also very fragile. And when you started out in life, you didn't plan on the disappointment. And your neat, tidy, painted up little life shatters in a million pieces. When you started your walk with the Lord, you didn't plan on being hurt by somebody at the church. When you got married, you didn't plan on being betrayed by your spouse. When you made those friends in college and in high school and that co-worker, you didn't plan on their knife in your back. And now you're broken. Now you're broken. The temptations that we faced in this life, sometimes we didn't count on those temptations being quite as powerful as they were, yet when the allure of temptation came and the pressure was brought to bear in our lives, we failed. And now we're on the floor, shattered, disappointed, disillusioned, disheartened. We thought we were going to be strong. We thought that we were going to stand the adversities of life with the faith of a saint. And there was never anything that the devil was going to be able to do to shake us or to break us. 
but we failed. They didn't consult me. I didn't see the blueprint, but I'm pretty sure this is not what the potter had in mind when he started making these plates. Sometimes you're the windshield, and sometimes you're the bug. Sometimes you're the Louisville slugger, and sometimes you're the ball. I'm saying to you this morning, it doesn't matter how pretty you've painted it. It doesn't matter how much you've shined it up. Life has a way of happening to you that will break you. And it will bring you down and it will discourage you. That conflict that you've encountered with other people, you didn't intend on that happening to you, but it did. And you have become marred. Now, here's where some of you are living today. And maybe you're watching online. And you may be living here today. And that is this. For you, life has become a constant cycle of trying to sift through the pieces. And on your own, you're trying to fit it all back together again. And you're trying to arrange the pieces and you're trying to put it all back together. And if you can find a few pieces that may fit together, what you're trying to do then is use an adhesion that doesn't work. You're trying to cover it up, coat it over, weld it, meld it back together any way that you can. And what you find is that the next time the pressure of life leans in on you again, you're all the more easily broken. And you're living in the frustration of fixing. We can't get the pieces to fit. And when we can get a piece to look like it fits, it won't stay together. And all that we become in life is focused and fixated on what's broken. And all we do is stand over our, the scrap heap that has become our lives and mourn that it didn't turn out the way we planned. Broken dreams. Shattered homes. Broken lives. Broken hearts. And we obsess with it, and we obsess with it, and we obsess with it. Let me tell you that life is a process. 
Jeremiah recounts that when the potter marred the clay, when the clay became marred in the potter's hand, he said that he crushed it and started over again. Now let me challenge you with the way we think about life. When we imagine our lives in future tense, do we not always seem to have it all laid out in neat, straight lines? In our hearts, we formulate a neat, foolproof system, a systematic approach to life wherein everyone and every, everything around us will cooperate with us and we'll be fine. When we hear someone say that life's a process, we're thinking, yeah, I know. I'm going to graduate high school by this age. I'm going to finish my college degree by this age. I'll be married by this age. And hopefully we'll have the average 2.5 children by this certain age. And by this certain point in my life, I will have achieved certain things in my career. And by a certain age, I'll plan to retire and finish out my days on earth. But how many of you know that's not real life? What our thoughts about life's process doesn't account for are the inevitable variables that life brings. The times when the rest of the world doesn't cooperate with our plan. The times when our plan is out of line for God's will for our lives. I want to define for you the word process. Process is a series of steps or actions that are taken in order to achieve a particular end. And there are times in your life when you will find that it is necessary even though you want it all put together and though you want it all in neat straight lines and tidy packages that in order for God to do what he wants to do in your life that you're going to have to go through some seasons of brokenness. You're going to have to go through some times of being shattered and scattered and not knowing what's coming next. And instead of just simply standing and mourning and weeping and bemoaning the fact of brokenness, what we need to be doing is looking to the only one that loves us and the only one that has the ability to put life back together again. You see, it's when we're in such a state that the world comes along And the world says, poor fella, he ain't no good no more. Let's just clean him up. We'll wash our hands of him. We're going to take him. And good riddance. But when you're passing through places in life like this, that's the world's response, and we may even tend to stand in agreement with that. But when our lives are right here, just like this, 
shattered, broken, undone, unplanned. This is when God begins to sift through the pieces. And he gathers up every little shard. And as the world is saying, he's finished, she's done, she's washed up, it's a hopeless case and a lost cause, God is there picking up the pieces. And do you know what God is saying the whole time that he's picking up the pieces? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Not to harm you, but to prosper you and to give you a future and a hope. We're not always aware of just what those actions or steps might be. No matter how well we've planned or even if we haven't planned at all, God has an end in mind for your life. It doesn't matter how many times you've been cast down and how many times you've been shattered on the floor. God still got a plan for your life. Jesus still loves you. He knows what he can accomplish with your life. He knows what he wants to accomplish with your life. And I'm here to tell you today, Jesus can fix the brokenness that life brings. God spoke to the prophet Jeremiah and said, As the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hands. Now you may be here today and as I'm sharing this with you, you may be realizing that there's some point of brokenness in your life today. There's a hurt that needs to be healed. There's sins from which you need salvation. There are emotional and mental scars for which you need counsel. In any case, there's something about your life that you realize today isn't what you'd like for it to be, and you need a healing. You need the brokenness that life has caused you, in life that has caused you so much pain and difficulty to be restored and reshaped and refashioned. And while the world is in the habit of collecting the pieces to throw them in the trash, my God, is in the habit of picking up the broken pieces and prophesying life and healing, hope and restoration and saying, I know the plans that I have for you. You may feel broken and worthless right now. You may feel defeated and discouraged. You may be beat up and beat down by this world. But I'm here today to tell you that the gifts and the calling of God don't come within repentance. He's not sorry for what he's planned in your life. He's not sorry for who he called you to be. And there is no earthly hindrance nor power of hell that can stand between God's destiny for you and your life. 
You may have fallen more times than you care to count. You may have been broken more times than you can remember. The heart that is yielded and pliable to the hand of God, however, is never beyond the formative power of God to take a marred vessel and make it into a vessel of honor. Something that is beautiful. I'm telling you, he can work in the midst of your brokenness and transform it and change it and turn it around and make it into something that was better than it ever was before. Now, please allow me to make a couple of observations here, and then we're going to close and spend some time around the altar this morning. But the jar that the potter was making didn't turn out the way that he had hoped. And you may be here today, and you may have been striving for things in your life, and they've not turned out the way that you had hoped. In the process of making this vessel and shaping this piece, some things went wrong. And maybe in your life, some things have gone wrong. And you feel like this broken heap over on the floor. Life is a process. And it's going to leave you with scars. It's going to leave you with hurts and disappointments. It's going to offer you heartbreak. It'll try to fill you with fear and anxiety. Even, even though the process ushered in infirmity. I want you to notice this illustration. The potter didn't say, well, that's it. This is a lost cause. And just... Pitch it aside. No, it says, so he crushed the lump of clay and he, he started over again. And you say, well, pastor, here's where your analogy breaks down because these plates are not going to be made to anything again but garbage. And you're right. And the reason for that is because the fire of their trial has made them hard. And they are irreparably broken. And I know some of you, as Pastor Lisa alluded to earlier, and watching these kids and knowing some of their testimonies seeing God just work miraculously through their lives I know there are some of you right now that you're going through a fire and you're facing the trial of adversity and I want to caution you today that the challenge that is yours is to be sure that your focus stays on God's plan and God's will for your life because if you focus on the fire of the trial, you too will become hardened. But as long as we stay soft in our heart towards God, as long as we don't allow that bitterness to creep up in us, I want to tell you, you may have been shattered in a million pieces. 
Jesus loves you. And he wants to take the broken pieces. And he wants to redeem and he wants to restore. You say, Pastor, you don't understand. I've blown it so many times. And I want to tell you today that in his word, he reveals himself as as patient. And long-suffering. It's not about how many times we've fallen and how many times we've allowed our lives to become shattered. It's about how many times we will humble ourselves and make our hearts pliable to the Holy Spirit. Say, Jesus, would you make me again? I'm marred. I'm broken, but would you just one more time? Put me on the potter's wheel and shape me and mold me into what you want me to be. I can tell you half the time for me, I have to be broken because what I was trying to shape wasn't what God wanted to begin with. Sometimes the crushing is the most gracious thing that he can do. Sometimes the breaking is the most merciful thing because he knows the plan that he has for you. heat of the trial determines the hardness of the plate but the heat of your trial however does not determine the hardness of your heart the pliability of your heart is dependent not upon your exposure to adversity but your attitude towards God and if you'll trust God he'll always be ready to reshape and to shape the broken pieces of your life into the vessel that he desired from the beginning when he knit you together in the sanctity of your mother's womb it doesn't matter how many times you fall how many times you're crushed if you'll remain tender before him he will always put it back together you may feel like you've blown it and that your life and your walk is ruined. But Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And he will shape you and reshape you. I'm sorry, y'all. They told me 
never to do this in front of people. If anybody asks you how was service today, be sure to tell them it was smashing. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.